0: What's up, Marquette? It's Tanner Hoops with you. This is the Friday Coaches Show on ESPN-UP. Glad that you're with us. Don't forget Patriot basketball this evening against Manistique. Girl-boy doubleheader. Pre-game will start at 5.30. The girls tipping at 5.45. We'll have all the action here on ESPN-UP. For our Coaches Show today, we're going to go off the beaten path just a little bit. We're going to hear from a few players, because I know it's the dead of winter, it's basketball season, but it was National Signing Day this week, and I caught up with three Westwood Patriots and some of the mentors in their life, and got their reaction on Wednesday. I want to recognize those kids for all their accomplishments, their outstanding hard work. Check out those interviews right now. Tanner Hoops, for ESPN-UP, a chance to talk with Sam Gillis. He has just committed to continue his football and academic career at Michigan Tech. First of all, Sam, congrats. Looking forward to following your career up there. Tell me what made Michigan Tech the right choice for you.
1: Um, When I went up on my visit, it was uh, great facilities, and I just felt the coaches were really good people. Um, You could tell they really cared about me. Um, Helping me choose my major was a big thing. Um, They really just put a lot of thought and effort into it. My Not only my football career, but my academic career, and I thought that was really important
0: you got a couple of teammates that are going to be heading up there join you, but do you start to get to know any of the other recruits from around the u p maybe you know maybe some of the other incoming freshmen
1: oh yeah definitely well i've played a lot i 've played against a few of them. I played against um, Tucker Taylor he signed today uh, i 've been playing along sometimes alongside mostly against uh, Ethan Martish my whole career, um, so I know a few of the guys that 's always nice um, on top of just my teammates, knowing uh, a few other guys not from my school, uh, it's really nice. And I, I started talking to some of the guys just from downstate and in Wisconsin. So it's really nice just to get to know your teammates before you uh, even go on
0: the field. Tell me about some ways that the Westwood program has prepped you to be a college athlete, Coach Serge on down your teammates, the school as a whole. Um, well,
1: Coach Serge, Coach Wilge, all the coaches have uh, helped me instill hard work is going to get you anywhere. And that's not only in football; that's in life. Uh, I, I, I felt I've worked my butt off not only in football but in wrestling, and and uh, my academics and everything. And I just think that will get me, uh,
0: do, help me uh, do good in college. When well, you look back at your career, your time here at Westwood, it doesn't have to be football related. But what's one of the most special things that comes to mind when you think of the red, white, and blue? Uh, you know, just a lot of memories. Obviously, not only football, but um, my friends
1: and. Uh, I'm glad that I get to go up them with at Tech with them. Um, there's just a lot of good memories
0: that I'm gonna miss about this. Sam, as always, thanks for the time. Congrats again. Looking forward to following your career up there. All right, thank you. Congratulations to all athletes who signed their national letters of intent today, including Westwood, Sam Gillis, Blake Hewitt, Nathan Beckman. All of them heading to Michigan Tech. The Huskies, they got quite a class of UP players coming in this year. And for hoops for ESPN-UP with Westwood football head coach Scott Sergila. Coach, you got three guys moving on to the next level. I know they're a part of your first class here at Westwood. I know how special this is for you, but if you can, try and put it into words.
2: Couldn't happen to uh, three better kids, in my opinion. Uh, they've been there you know, for each other, for their team, for their school, for their family, for me uh, since day one, since the first day I got here. They're three great kids. Tell I me mean, about
0: the ways you've seen them grow as football players, as young men, since day one when he took over.
2: I, You know, they all had their strengths and they all had their weaknesses. And, uh, you know, what I think these three kids did a great job of was, you know, accepting or identifying their weaknesses and uh, working to grow as a person, working to grow as a football player. Um, all three are great, great students. And, uh, you know, I said since day one that I think that good people make good athletes. And uh, you've got three good ones right here.
0: Tell me about the way that this senior class has changed the face of Westwood football moving forward.
2: Well, I, I, you know, I, I think they kind of set the tone, um, you know, for us to get into the weight room and things like that. And I think more importantly, these are three kids that do things right. They do things right in the classroom. They do things right out of the classroom. They do things right on the football field. All three of them are three sport athletes, uh, and it shows that it can be done. And uh, today's is uh, their reward for that.
0: Scott Sergio, head football coach at Westwood. Congrats, coach. Thanks for the time. Uh, thank you. Tanner Hoops for ESPN-UP with Blake Hewitt. Just put the pen to the paper committing to Michigan Tech to continue his football career. First of all, congrats. Looking forward to following your career with the Huskies. But tell me how this came to fruition, how you decided on MTU. Um, you
3: know, it's just a great university. Uh, the degree is more important than football in my uh, in my view of things. So. It's a great school, and I'm just looking forward to getting up there with my friends and getting really to work.
0: Tell me about the coaching staff and how the recruiting process took its form and how uh, they ended up convincing you that MTU would be right for you.
3: Uh, I just fell in love with the coaching staff right away. They showed interest in me uh, at the end of my junior year, and they stayed on me ever since, and it made me feel wanted up in Houghton. So I'm just really excited to be a Husky.
0: At what point in your Patriot career did you decide you wanted to play football in college?
3: Uh, probably halfway through my junior year when uh, Coach Sergile told me I was had been recruited by uh, some other schools and that's when I really like set in that I really want to do this.
0: Tell me about some ways that you've seen the Westwood program develop over your time here and the legacy that you're leaving behind.
3: Um, I wouldn't say it's a legacy just yet. We're trying, you know, Coach Sergil is still trying to turn the program around and we're just helping him guide the way. So uh, hopefully he can keep things going and... You know, the, pro- the growth that we've seen is just remarkable. It's day and night. You know, we went from three or four kids in the weight room to 20 to 25, and that's really where you're going to make your money in football.
0: Like, do you have a favorite moment as a Patriot? It doesn't have to be just football related, but when you look back, anything that's going to be special with you, you take to Houghton.
3: Uh, I'd just say every day in this hallway, being a part of this community, you know, uh, you walk through these halls and it's a real family-like mentality, and I'll, I'll love this school until the day I die.
0: Like congratulations again. All the best. Thank you. Tanner Hoops for ESPNUP, A chance to talk with Dave Bose, principal of Westwood High School. Three young men signing their papers to head over to Michigan Tech and play football. Tell me about the opportunities you've seen for them at Westwood, how they've grown through their four years here.
4: You know, the thing that stands out for these boys is they've just made this a better place to be. They're those kind of kids. They uh, make our hallways a better place to be. Um, you know, while this is... You know, certainly sports-focused. That's these boys are just good citizens in a building, and that's been that's meant more to me than anything else.
0: They've done a great job with the football program, changing the culture, wins, losses, but a lot other than that as well, with the weight room, what have you, and community service, giving back. Tell me about some ways that you're seeing the football program grow, and maybe a new legacy started here at Westwood.
4: <laughs> I just think these kids have had a, a huge impact on our youth in our area, so. It's kept them in the weight room. Uh, These kids are looked up to by, you know, even my own sons. So it's made a big difference, I think, in that respect. And then they've learned how to work hard from watching these kids. I know it's
0: nothing new for you seeing kids go on to college, but there's something special about this senior class. I know Coach Sergilin feels the same way, but tell me what's going to be the biggest thing you're going to miss about this year's senior
4: class. Uh, just uh, they're fun kids to be around. You know, they're they kids that enjoy themselves, they uh, interact with adults. It's not uh, clicky at all. They're they're just a large group and uh, they love to have fun. So anytime you have a senior class, you have a that's like that. You have a better year in your building.
0: Dave Bose, principal of Westwood High School. Thanks for the time, as always, Dave. Tanner Hoops for ESPN-UP, chance to talk with Nathan Beckman, just put the pen to the paper, committing to Michigan Tech to continue his academic and football career. First of all, congrats, tell me why Michigan Tech, why you felt that was the program
5: for you? Well, it's a great school, you know, they have a great academic programs there, a great football program there, I think, they have great coaches, and you know, we have a great class coming in, there's a lot of guys I like, and I'm excited.
0: Tell me about the campus when you took your visit up there, tell me what you liked about it, what you're excited to start doing in the fall.
5: Well, I love the campus. It's, it's a really cool place. You know, it's kind of got a small-town vibe, kind of like here, I like that, and, you know, it's exciting.
0: Tell me about some ways that you're proud of what you did at Westwood, maybe some of the legacy that you felt you're leaving behind for future
5: Patriots. Well, you know, I'm proud. I think we've done a lot here. Our senior class has really kind of showed what, when you work hard, what can happen, and I think that, you know, when we're leaving the, We left the path paved for groups behind us to come through and do the same thing.
0: You, Sam, and Blake, at what point did you all start to realize you're going to do this together? Was that always kind of something you were talking about, that you might all go up there together?
5: Well, I was hoping. You know, I was the first one to commit and decide, and uh, after that, they kind of started to show some interest, too, and they started to fall in place there, too, and it's going to be fun.
0: Tell me about your new coaching staff, what you like about them, what you're looking forward to working with with them.
5: Well, I like them. I think they're um, they're a really good bunch of coaches. They know what they're talking about. They know football, and you know they're they're easy to just talk to, have a conversation with, and I really like that. Nathan, looking forward to following your career. Congrats again. Thank you. To enter hoops
0: for ESPN-UP. A chance to talk with Westwood Athletic Director John Beckman on National Signing Day. Three Patriots continuing their academic athletic careers, what have you, at Michigan Tech University. I know it's always special for you, John, being able to send athletes on, but especially when one of them's your son. Tell me about this particular class and what you're excited for
6: uh, to see them develop in the future. Yeah, this, this class has been special throughout their um, time here at Westwood High School. You know, these kids have been... Um, let's face it, most of them have been four-year uh, varsity football players and, uh, you know, they took their lumps early and stuck with it and uh, they made a commitment to the weight room, they made a commitment to the program and this is, let's, this is payday. This is when everything comes to uh, fruition and um, I couldn't be prouder of these young men for sure. Well, one of them
0: being your son. As a father, tell me about your son's choice to go to Michigan Tech and uh, what you're excited for to see him develop up in Houghton.
6: Well, it, it, let's face it, he had a lot of options, you know, with, uh, with his grade point average and everything else that he does. He had a lot of options deciding where he wanted to uh, go to school. Um, obviously, as a dad, I'm pleased that he's only uh, a little over an hour up the road, and uh, I'm going to be able to uh, uh, follow him and um, do everything like that. But, uh, you know, he set, a, he set a standard, and I got two more sons at home, and he set a standard for them, and I think that's important. Tell me about some ways that this class, it was Coach
0: Sergila's first here at Westwood, how they've raised the bar for Westwood football.
6: Yeah, and they did it. Hey, Coach Sergila had a huge piece of that, no doubt about it. Um, But these young men um, have raised the bar, and everybody that follows has to uh, try to measure up to that. And uh, I couldn't be prouder of uh, this group of young men, not just these three that are signing. Um, but all of them. We we just have a fantastic senior class this year and um, when you have a good senior class, you have a good school year for sure.
0: Tell me about the coaching staff at Michigan Tech, your interactions with them through the recruiting process and uh, what you're looking forward to from them as they get to Coach Nathan.
6: Yeah. Well, Coach Olson was uh, um, very nice and and met with us and did that but uh, Coach Matlack has been uh, the recruiter for Nathan and probably these other two young men as well and you know, he's, he's been frank and honest and that and he wants these kids to uh, come there and not only further their education, but help Michigan Tech football for years to come as well. So a uh, huge kudos to uh, Coach Metlack and the staff up at Tech because they, they did a great job in recruiting these young men.
0: John, while I talked to the guys, I asked them about some of their favorite moments throughout their Westwood careers. Anything from you getting to watch them, any favorite moment for you that sticks out to you?
5: Well,
6: I don't know if there's a favorite moment, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been special for me uh, being the athletic director and being able to stand on the sideline and watch these young men not only grow up, um, but play on Friday nights underneath the lights and have success and, and do those things. Hey, and to be able to do that with my son, um, not everybody can do that, and it's special to me.
0: John Beckman, athletic director at Westwood High School.
7: Appreciate the time as always, John. Thank you crystal clear trout streams, pristine forest, and a sky so blue it hurts the eyes. We make our home in the most beautiful part of Michigan. We're Embers Credit Union. We cherish the abundance of lakes, the sound of fresh snow underfoot, waves crashing on the shore, and the crackle of an evening campfire. We also cherish the dreams and aspirations of the people who give the UP its unique character. Embers Credit Union is dedicated to fueling the passions of our members and the communities we serve. We see a world of potential in our neighbors, and we're here to provide personalized guidance, solid financial advice, and solutions to get them to the next level. What's your passion? A new home, a better vehicle, or seeing America in an RV? Together, we'll get there. Straight talk banking that matches your way of life. Let's live it up! Embers Credit Union, offices of Marquette and Nagani, and Embers.org, member NCUA and Equal Housing Lender.
0: Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani Minor Girls Basketball with Head Coach Brandon Seger. Well, Coach, 12-2 and two on the season as it stands right now. A couple of tests here in the past week. A Gladstone team that's been playing really good basketball lately, got you by four, and then you hold off a pesky Calumet squad. Take me through those two games and what your team has done to uh, move forward with it. Um, you know,
8: the Gladstone game, we, uh, we had a different starting lineup. We had two starters that one didn't start, one was out. Um, we had three girls in street clothes that game, um, but I told the girls before the game, we, I didn't want to make excuses after the game because we didn't have our normal lineup, and they, and they came out of the gates and we I think we had like 30-15 to 15 lead right after the half, and the last one just slowly picked away at it, and um, it got to the point where in that game, we well, we scored three points in the fourth quarter. I think we only took six shots, and it was we we got non-aggressive and we worked the ball around, but it re- would result in a, in a poor decision at times. But um, so that one kind of slipped away on us. And then, um, you know, uh, against uh, Calumet, we trailed. I think most of the game, and then we kind of uh, turned the corner the about four minutes ago and played really good down the stretch. and we're able to close the game out, but we're kind of mixing some different people. And so we're trying to kind of find a different identity with um, a couple goals. We lost one girl for the season, which was, a, was a, Emily Papora is a huge loss for us, both as a backup point guard and, and our best defender. So we're trying to kind of put the pieces of the puzzle, reorganize them, I guess, and, and kind of figure out where where our best combinations are right now.
0: Well, Coach, whenever I look at Calumet, I know their record's not necessarily outstanding, but they always seem to give mid pen teams trouble. I don't know what it is about them, but they're always a tough test and make you earn a win against them. What is it about that Calumet team that makes them such a tough matchup?
8: Uh, They play really hard. Um, You know, that's always kind of been their trademark. They just they don't quit. Uh, You know, Matt does a good job with with those girls. I think they I think they go ten deep. So they're, they're fresh, but they, they're scrappy, and they're tough, and um, and they play hard. And we knew that coming in. I told them their the record means nothing because they obviously were, are good enough to knock off the number one team in the UPU with, at West Iron. Um, and we didn't want to overlook them. I thought we played okay, but um, we were just a little flat that night. And then, uh, like I said, in the last four minutes, we, kinda, we had a different combination in there. We ended up going with a smaller, more athletic lineup, and that's really what kind of got us over the hump for that game.
0: Well, despite the injuries, illness, what have you, are you starting to feel like you're getting a new lineup, taking on a new identity that you're feeling comfortable with?
8: Yeah, we had a really good practice yesterday, um, kind of a refocused practice. We had a good little kind of a team meeting before practice just to kind of dial ourselves back in and, and talk about some things. It's, um, it's that part of the year where things can kind of unravel a little bit just because it's such a grind of a long season. And I felt really good. We made some corrections on just, simple footwork things that we were making mistakes on defensively and um, you know unfortunately our, our game is going to be canceled against Iron Mountain but um, I think we're ready and refocused and I think we're going to I, I have a good feeling we're going to turn the corner.
0: Well you're not able to get the Iron Mountain game in but for the second week this season you have Gwen and Westwood in one week tell me how you're looking forward to next week and maybe what the plan is for two teams of pretty good caliber.
8: Um, you know, well, well. we'll kind of refocus. We're going to squeeze the Iron Mountain game in now between those two. is isn't, isn't great for us, but uh, we're going to have a back-to-back going to Iron Mountain on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then go to Westland on Friday. So um, rest and taking care of ourselves is going to be the, the most important thing, I think. Um, obviously, we've seen all those teams, so we're aware of what we need to do. We've got the film ready, game plan ready. Um, so it's just going to be... The preparation is the girls that are gonna to have to remain really focused and take care of their bodies, get the proper rest, eat right and and be ready to go back to back are really tough, especially I think we're running eight girls right now. So it's gonna be uh all hands on deck.
0: Brandon, how's your team shooting the ball, whether it be from the free throw line, the three point arc? how how are you feeling about your team's shooting ability right now?
8: Um we're not taking a lot of shots. That's, the frustrating part for me so we've made some changes to kind of try to get some more looks we do have some pretty good shooters um abby nelson's shooting up pretty good she was in a little bit of a slump for a while there but she had 19 the other night and shot the ball really well and you know i think we need to get her some more opportunities than we have in the, in the past four or five games um free throws we're not a horrible free throw shooting team i think we're actually we are good free throw shooters but we have not been shooting them well in games um that's kind of a disappointment for me. Uh, I think we're maybe in the mid sixty percent range somewhere, um, and this is a, probably a seventy-three percent at least. At, um as a team, so those are certain things that we're we're still working on. I don't know if it's the game speed, the fatigue, or what or what it is that changes it. But we're not getting to the line a lot either. We're only shooting, I think, in our last four or five games, maybe eight, six, eight, nine free throws a game. So.
0: Brandon how about the uh, your team's ability to play on defense what do you like about your team's defensive ability and what do you want to see them improve on here in the back end um,
8: defensively we need to communicate a little bit better we, um, you know that's kind of where we started really good under the gates so our defense has been where we wanted to and we're making a few different changes we're doing some things we've, we've not done before in the past so um, you know it's taken a little bit of an adjustment they but they've picked things up really well so um, just trying to be able to do some other things. We haven't been able to press as much as we would have wanted to, um, but that, again, comes down to kind of communication, and um, we're working on, on all those things every day, trying to, to have them ready, you know, if, if we need to use them at some point this season.
0: Brandon, lastly, how's your JV season going, maybe some of the lower levels of your program?
8: Uh, JVs are doing pretty well. Um, you know, they've been dinged up with some injuries. we have had to shuffle some freshmen girls up here and there to, to help fill that squad. Um, our freshmen haven't had a lot of games in. Um, I know we just had I think we just rescheduled one for next week against the Sioux, but then Munising you know, the next day canceled because of all the, the cancellations. They had to schedule a conference game, so the freshman freshman group is doing well. It's just it's hard to get them games right now because there's not a lot of programs with, with freshman teams, but um, you know we're still plugging along and using that as a kind of a developmental piece of the program and um, we've taken a couple of girls up um, from our jv team as well so just kind of trying to sprinkle and and even that whole piece of the program
0: out brandon seger head girls basketball coach at nagani as always brandon thanks for the time looking forward to catching up again soon all right
8: thanks tanner
0: more coming up after this on espn up
9: The Marquette Big Boy presents the famous Slim Jim with a twist. The Turkey Club Slim Jim features slow-roasted turkey breast, bacon, and Swiss. The Italian Slim Jim features lean ham, pepperoni, and other Italian delights. The Veggie Slim Jim has red pepper hummus, feta cheese, mushrooms, cucumbers, pepper rings, spinach, and more. On the burger menu is a classic Big Boy, but also the Ohio Big Boy with signature Ohio burger sauce. The West Coast Big Boy with red relish and mayo. The barbecue bacon Big Boy and fully loaded Big Boy, US 41 Marquette.
3: Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine.
0: Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk with Ishpeming Hematite girls basketball coach Ryan Riekel. His team's sitting at 4-10, and 10, but, Coach, are coming off a big win over Gladstone the other night, a one-point win on the road against a Braves team that's been surging, playing some pretty good basketball lately. Tell me about that win for your team and how you're going to take a step forward with it.
8: Uh, you know, we've been, in, we've been
10: battling. We've been in some games. Uh, I think, you know, our little losing streak that we had here uh, since we played Iron Mountain earlier... Uh, We've been doing some really good things. We just haven't been able to put it together for 32 minutes and uh, dug, dug ourselves some big holes. You know, against Westwood and Nagani, we did uh, some really good things. We started the game off really hot, but uh, those teams are so talented and uh, they wore us out uh, when they made those runs, and uh, we weren't able to recover from it. But with the Gladstone game, we were uh, we had a really good defensive plan, and the girls were really engaged for this one, which was. Uh, phenomenal because we didn't have school the day before and no practice and the girls actually requested that we have a practice before we got on the bus so we actually went for one hour before we got on the bus with film a walkthrough and a shoot around and uh, I was really proud of the girls for them taking the initiative and wanting to uh, be fully engaged and ready for the game and uh, that little shoot around and that little walkthrough actually helped us and put us in position to go and get a win.
0: Yeah, Coach, you shoot the three really well down there at Gladstone. What was it, eleven made for the game? Tell me about your team's ability to shoot the ball.
10: No, we've been the last seven games. We've been uh, averaging nine made threes a game, which is uh, you know really good. But the thing that has put us in the losing column is we haven't been taking care of the ball well enough. Uh, you know, against against uh, Quinn, we were we lost by one versus a really good Quinn team, but we had twenty four turnovers. Uh, you know cut that in half and we have we should at least make one bucket out of all those, all those 12 possessions we might have got and we could end up being in the win column. but you know granted Gwynn played good defense and everything, we have to do a better job uh, controlling our fate on the offensive end and uh, during that losing streak, I thought the other teams were able to take advantage of our, our guards and our way we wanted to run our offense and we didn't give ourselves a chance to win. And then on um, Tuesday against Gladstone, I, we were able to set up our offense and uh, be able to run some things, and uh, that was that put us in a really nice spot. And, uh, we were very fortunate to come out with that win at the very end of the game, too.
0: Has ball control been the biggest thing you've been addressing in practice, and that's the other things, trying to get practice time in with balancing the weather, school closings, what have you. How have, have you uh, been able to fight that?
10: Uh, we've been very fortunate. Uh, you know, our district's you know, like nine square miles, uh, we have two girls that live out of town. But the weather has not affected us like it might have some other schools uh, throughout the UP. Uh, but uh, we've only had, I think, one canceled practice the whole season, and uh, the girls have been able to still get in the gym and get things done. And the way with uh, the you know technology works, we're able to at least uh, show them the film via hotspots and uh, send it through Huddle or Crossover, or whatever programs we use. And uh, the girls are able to at least watch the games, watch the films, uh, get the breakdowns, and try to learn that way, and which they do, which is uh, remarkable having a young team like we have uh, still trying to learn uh, even if we don't practice.
0: Ryan, tell me about some ways you're seeing this team learn and uh, continue to develop. I know you graduated five from uh, last year's team that won the district championship, and you knew it would be a young team going into this year, but are you seeing the progress make as you were expecting them?
10: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, you know, obviously we would want more wins, uh, but we're losing on average, and that's been, you know, having, our, uh, having some significant losses versus Westwood twice, uh, Nagani twice. We're uh, losing on average with those games by an average of eight points a game. So that means we're in ball games. We're, we're doing things that we need to do in order to put ourselves in position uh, to uh, compete at the end of games. But, you know, if we start taking care of the ball, Uh, Doing things a little better on that end, uh, we might turn those losses into wins. The one thing that I've enjoyed about this group is they're really engaged on the scout reports and the defensive end of things. Uh, And that has put us in good spots. Uh, They're really good at trying to learn what we want to do for our game plans and our scout reports. Uh, You know, some of the losses, some teams might have gotten off on us, but that is because, you know, we're playing from behind and we're taking, you know, more ill advised shots and a little more risky on the defensive end. But the games, were, they were close. We were able to contain uh, some of their best players and able to, uh, you know, do what we want to do on the defensive end and get our offense going that way.
0: Ryan, tell me about some of the other areas of the game, whether it be rebounding, free throw shooting. Where do you like your team and where do you want to see them improve?
10: Uh, I, you know, I'm a big stickler in uh, free throws. You know, the first few that I've been coaching, uh, we've been top ten in the state uh, each year. The, the really good teams in the UP, they win the game at the free throw line. And Right now we're about 59%, which I think is like three or four in the MPC. But, you know, we want to be up in the 60s no matter what each year. You know, uh, we've shoot enough of them. Uh, you know, if you get enough free throws, it's all, it ends up being between the years and having the confidence to go up there and make them. And as of late, I think we've been shooting a little bit better. And uh, the girls are going up there to make it instead of go up there not to miss it. And that has helped us quite a bit. Uh, you know, the one thing that I'm going to keep talking about is our offensive output. We have to be a better job, uh, do a better job at handling the ball and setting up the offense and having some ill-advised turnovers, some unforced turnovers. Uh, the good teams are going to get turnovers against us because of their defense and stuff, and that's a natural part of the game. But we do a lot of turnovers where no one's guarding us, or we travel for no reason, and or dribble it off our foot. And those are what I call unforced turnovers, and uh, those have been, uh, you know, kind of hurting us in the stretch of certain games.
0: Ryan, how about your team on defense? What do you like about your team's defensive effort, and where do you want to see that improve?
10: You know, we had to go against Megan Crow, who is, you know, a superior talent in the UP. She's six three, our tallest girls, you know, five seven, and uh, we were able to contain her. Uh, she had fifteen points, but it was not an easy fifteen point. Uh, limited her touches. And uh, you know that was a uh, great team defense, and it all started with the girls on the weak side. And uh, we had four girls in the paint at all times, usually in the MPC because the guards are so good. You got to guard the perimeter in, uh, but with the way Gladstone is built and their teams built, we had to defend the paint first and move on our way out. Uh, there's a lot similar to what like West Iron County would do with tall girls, and uh, I think Nagani's going to end up doing that for the next few years because they've got the Lisa Hill girl who can really guard the post. But then you got, like, Westwood, who has superior guards, so you've got to guard the perimeter first. Uh, we have to do a little bit better job with our guard defense when it comes to switches and um, handling the screens that they may receive. And As the season goes, we'll keep nitpicking on that and to perfect it in practice with some drills.
0: Ryan Rico, head girls basketball coach at Ishpeming, on the line with us. Ryan, you've got an event coming up. You're putting on a tournament. Tell us a little about that.
10: Yeah, it's an inaugural tournament uh, called the Hematite Invitational Tournament. Uh, you know, we've been running tournaments here for the last few years, and they've had some success. And uh, Our school district likes hosting them. We've got two gymnasiums, so that really helps us be able to have pretty much basically two tournaments going on at the same time because the, gym, the, the gyms are connected to each other. So if you're not liking one game, you can head upstairs and get another. Uh, we're having three divisions, or I mean three, three weekends in a row. Uh, a, our Class A tournament is sponsored by Advantage Sports, and it's actually $1,000 first place for the team that wins that. Which will be uh, pretty fun to watch because there's some really good talent coming up. Uh, the women's division is filling up quickly, and uh, that's my favorite weekend because I get to see some of the former players that have played through the last few years, and some of the names that I didn't get to really know because I was, you know, within the boys' program. And uh, so it's it's really fun to see uh, everyone come back to the gym and try to get some basketball in. And uh, we all know that everyone gets a big basketball itch in the later parts of March, uh, just because it's. You know, March Madness, college basketball starting, and uh, a lot of basketball season are ending, and uh, teams are starting to focus on maybe what softball league they might be joining or whatever it may be. So uh, we're excited to host this tournament that starts the last weekend of March, and it goes through uh, April, I think, 15th through the 17th, which is the women's weekend.
0: Ryan, tell me about some ways that the fans who are listening can get registered, who they go to, and what the entry fee is.
10: Uh, the entry fee, uh, fee is $175. Uh, every team gets guaranteed two games. Uh, a lot of tournaments do single elimination, but we do double elimination because we want everyone to at least get a couple games in. Uh, they all can contact me via social media at Ryan Rico on Facebook or uh, my phone number is 906-361-7426. And uh, there is a Facebook page called the Hemet Invitational Tournament, and all the information is there. Uh, we are currently seeking to try to get some sponsorships for, you know, all tournament team and uh, for the programs that we'll be uh, putting together, and uh, we're really hoping that this is going to be a, uh, a big tournament that can grow for us uh, and, you know, get people in the gym and get people in the city of Ishweming, and, uh, you know, they can go to the restaurants in downtown and between games, and we're hoping this could be a great community event.
0: Ryan Riegel, head girls basketball coach at Ishpeming, and the Hematite invite coming up in a little over a month. Ryan, as always, thanks for the time. Looking forward to talking again soon.
2: Hey, thanks,
8: Tanner.
7: More coming up after this on ESPN-UP. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots,
10: We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.
0: Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette Redettes girls basketball with head coach Ben Smith. Well, coach, 12-2 and two so far. A dominant win earlier this week against Houghton got out to a fast start and really was never close after that tell me about your victory on Tuesday night
11: yeah well we had um, only had one game scheduled last week and it was against Westwood and it got postponed so we had been going on about a week and a half of no games and then a a long bus ride and a reschedule so we actually played at the um, 545 slot because the open boys were um, posting in a makeup situation too so we um, got off the bus, got loose, and actually started the game a little bit out of sync, um, for the first few trips. We missed a couple plays that we should have made, and, um, kind of thinking, okay, let's get things going here. And then, um, things started clicking and had a, a really good team performance. I think everyone had an assist who played. A couple kids had, um, a nice number of assists, kind of shared the wealth the rebounding, um, Avery Leedy led us with 19 points. I think she had um, 10 boards, 6 steals, 5 assists, 4 blocks, something like that. She stuffed the stat sheet pretty nicely. Uh, Sydney Keevey also had um, 6 steals and 17 points. Uh, Maddie Carter um, was up there with 17 points. Um, and Astrid Michelin had a number of assists and I think 15 points. So we kind of shared the wealth that way, but we shot efficiently. We moved the ball. Um, and we played unselfishly, um, which you love to see as a coach.
0: Well, Coach, looking through your scores, and you've got a lot of these games that haven't been necessarily close. And You've got a few in there where you were tested and what have you, but what's working for your team right now? What's making you guys click the way you are?
11: Um, I think the biggest thing is we have to take ownership every possession on defense. You know, offensively, things might get a little out of sync, and, you know, you don't shoot it. The same every night, but if you get good shots and you crash the boards, hopefully you can kind of find something to go to and find someone um, who's got it working a little bit better that night. But on the defensive end, you have to play hard and compete um, every possession, and that can't really be something that um, wanes in and out. And you know, you go a quarter and a half without playing D because not only do you give up buckets, but it makes it harder to score on the other end when you're taking it out of the net every time. Uh, Not to mention, um, if one or more aren't doing their job, that's when you catch fouls and you kind of have to change your rotation and things like that. So I think if you could kind of take one thing and say this is what we need to do well every time, it would be that defensive end kind of locking in um, and competing, um, both physically and mentally and communicating. I think they all kind of go hand in hand and then steal the possession with the rebound, which... We've been able to do enough. Uh, you know, we played Menominee um, a couple Fridays ago and um, seemed like we should have been down uh, pretty big at halftime, but it was 23 21 because our defense kind of held us in there at the last, you know, three, four minutes of the second quarter. But then we came out and gave up a nice little ten-zero run to start the second half. But again, played good enough defensively and made enough shots um, to kind of get back in that one. But like you said, we've had some nights where it's went pretty well, but you know, those aren't the ones that you need to be concerned with. It's the time that you have to dig in and, you know, gut out those um, stops and be able to execute offensively when you're called upon.
0: Well, Coach, you get ready for Kingsford tonight. You're unbeaten in conference play at 5-0. and Kingsford, the closest team to you, and they're two games back. A chance to lock up the conference unless something miraculous would happen in some tie-break scenario. You can do it tonight, is that weighing on the minds of the team at all as you uh, get set for them?
11: Um, I don't know if like winning the conference is, but they definitely know um, they want to win home games, they want to win games in county, they want to win games in conference, kind of you know, those things, and obviously Kingsford's not in our county, but they're in our conference and they know their athletes and they um, see their scores and they kind of follow uh, the stuff that Um, other teams and kids are doing. So they know that we need to be ready to go. You know, when we were over in Kingsford right before Christmas, um, we built a pretty decent lead um, going into the fourth quarter, and then they started, I think, on like an 8- or 10-0 run to kind of make things a little bit tighter. And um, we had to battle possession for possession to kind of keep things where they needed to be. You know, so we um, better be ready to... um, you know, we need to expect that effort and that fight and that funk that they had there for some stretches down the stretch. Um, and uh, Brooke Kriegel's had a really solid year for them um, handling the ball, makes threes, gets to the rim, gets to the line. You know, we have to try and eliminate that. And I thought the first time around, um, we did a really good job on Olivia Allen. She's a great athlete. She gets out and runs and finishes plays for them. And I thought we did a really good job of kind of limiting her which you know when they're going they have not only those two but everyone else kind of chipping and doing things and if um, we want to be as successful as we need to be tonight we have to kind of start with those two and then hopefully um, kind of limit others you know it's one thing to limit the kids they go to but if you let some other kids kind of get loose and do things that um, they're not typically doing then that kind of offsets what you were trying to do so we have to and a lock-in, and again, the season goes back to the defensive end, trying to make it as hard as possible every time.
0: Talk with Ben Smith, head girls basketball coach at Marquette, his team 12-2 and two win a chance to lock up the great Northern Conference this evening. Coach, as always, thanks for the time. All the best. We'll have you on again soon. All right. Thanks a bunch. More coming up after this on ESPN-UP. One last note on Marquette basketball with Kingsford this evening. It will be a girl boy doubleheader. The boys will be playing at 545. They have a makeup game against Kingsford. Both games will be played this evening at Marquette High School along with freshmen and JV. We have more coming up after this.
9: Keep it tuned right here to ESPN UP.
3: You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. Community-focused, client-driven. That's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
0: Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Gwen Model Towner basketball with head coach Jim Finkbeiner. His team sitting at five and nine, coming off a win over Hancock earlier this week. Coach, take me inside that win against a gritty Bulldog team. That I know their record's deceiving. It's not great, but they've got some weapons on that team that makes them dangerous any given night.
8: Yeah, you're right. Um, they they play really hard. Um, so they had a <coughs> excuse me. They got a short bench right now. Um, with uh, one of their an injury to one of their seniors, you know, one of their best guards, and uh, they still played really hard. They they brought a kid uh, from the JV's. I believe he's a freshman, and he hit four threes against us lot, uh, that night. So, um, you know, they got some guys that can uh, knock some shots down from from long range for sure. So they they played real hard. Uh, I thought we played pretty well in the first half. Um, we just didn't come out with the same energy we started the game with in that third quarter. To you know, try to try to put a team away when you have a lead like that at the half. So, but give them credit—they came out with, uh, you know, being down 17, they came back and and continue to fight. So uh, with a short bench, and, and it's one, one of their best players—they they play pretty well. They're, you know, I know their record isn't isn't that great, but they they played pretty tough against a lot of teams too. So.
0: Jim, when we last talked, you were in the midst of a losing streak. You get back on track with this win over Hancock. Does it feel like a weight's kind of been lifted off your team's shoulders? Are the guys having a little more confidence in the locker room now that they're back in the win column?
8: Well, the win always makes you feel better. You know, I think, you know, even without the win, we've we've played pretty well. We played well against Richmond, lost by three. Lost by five to Nagani at Nagani. Played a really good game. I think, you know, uh, anybody that saw that game, if we had just made free throws at a respectable pace, you know, we would have had a shot to win that game. So, you know, I thought we played real well there. So, I, think, you know, a win always gives you a little bit more. Uh, you feel always about uh, a win a little bit better than you do even a close loss against a good team. So, um, yeah, uh, wins change a lot of uh, attitudes for sure.
0: Tell me about what you got. Uh cooked up for practice here over the last few days i know it's been a challenge with the weather trying to get uh gym time school closings make it difficult what have you but have you been able to get in the gym and uh address some stuff that you've wanted to
8: well we got in here today for a little bit we couldn't be in here today for too long um because of the weather um they wanted kids to make sure they got home safely and you know before the hancock game we went two days without having any practice because uh because the weather um you know, our district is a pretty wide, expanding district, um, lots of miles. So they're they're going to be real cautious without, about people being on the road. And, and so we we did miss a couple of days, which you know anytime you get you know high school kids out of a normal schedule of things, practice, school, that type of thing, it always becomes a little bit more of a challenge. But then you add in that you can't even practice the day before a game, uh, and it makes it that much more uh, difficult. So you know once again, I thought kids you know, came out with some good energy against Hancock, despite all those things, Uh, and and we played a good first half, and, and, you know, in the fourth quarter, we we held on and did what we needed to do to get a W, so that's that's still good, but, yeah, it's, practice has been tough the last two weeks here, it's been really tough, because when school closes, a lot of times, uh, they don't allow you to practice, they don't allow them to stay here and practice, so we just got to keep fighting through that stuff, you know, everybody's kind of in the same boat for the most part, and, um, you know, we just take the time when we can get it, like today. We only got a little uh, hour and 15 minutes today is all we can get, but that's better than zero time.
0: Jim, what do you want to address when you have that time? You're in the gym. What's the biggest thing you want your team to do to try and finish strong here in the regular season?
8: Well, I think for us, our biggest thing is well, still, you know, being consistent over four quarters. You know, I, like I said, I thought we played real well against Shereen Nagani. Uh, had a couple of really good games. Had a tough one in lots where, once again, lots of things worked against us, but, you know, that's not excuses. We can't use those as excuses. We have to show up just like everybody else does. So I, I still think the consistency um, needs to continue to come. Um, but, you know, I do like, you know, where our sophomores are coming along. Uh, they're, they're blending well with the, with the seniors right now. They're getting a little more confident. they got some time now at the varsity level. It's not new. You know, it's not scary anymore. So that's definitely helping us. Um, but the biggest thing for us is probably two biggest things is consistency and rebounding. Rebounding. We have Tucker Taylor, who you know is probably going to lead the conference in individual rebounding. Um, I mean, he's just a machine on the floor, but he can't do it alone, and he needs help. and, and we need to become a better rebounding team uh, versus just a rebounding individual. So, uh, and that would take a little pressure off of him, feeling like he's got to get every single rebound too. So, rebounding and consistency, and, and that's just about you know getting in practice and doing things time and time again and, and hitting those those key things that we do you know whether it's defense or offense uh every single day just even for a little bit just to remind them this is where we got to get so that's our biggest uh, goals right now finishing the end here
0: talking with jim finkbeiner head boys basketball coach at Gwyn. weather permitting you've got iron mountain coming up on friday tell me about the mountaineers what to expect from them
8: well you know they're number one in the up and i'm not even exactly sure where they are in the state but they should be in that top three i'm sure right now in the state they're just Continuing to to move along team after team, um, they just have so many weapons uh, inside and out. You know, can score from the three, uh, can pound it inside but the good size that they have, and it's not just height that they have; they have thickness too to their guys, and they move well on the floor. So, you know, they're a challenge at every position, not just uh, you know Foster and Marcus. So, and they're just continuing to to mow people down. So we just, you know, I thought we played you know a decent game against them last time. Um, you know, we just have to be ready to compete. It's a long ride. We may not have school. So, once again, a couple of things to overcome. But, you know, we have to take it for what it is. And it's, a, it's about, you know, being consistent, being focused uh, on what our jobs are. But they're definitely a load. Uh, we're going to have our hands full. And hopefully we can play it because uh, we're already scheduled for three games next week. Uh, we don't need to finish the year with uh, make-up games if we can help. it.
0: You've got a tough stretch coming ahead looking at your schedule in the near future. You've got Iron Mountain, Westwood, Calumet, Escanaba. Is the locker room staying confident with it, or how are they staying mentally tough knowing that they've got a grind coming up?
8: Well, I think they're, you know, we just are, you know, it's that cliche of taking one game at a time, Um, but truly that is. And, and, you know, we've been trying to communicate to them, especially with the three game week next week, just how important. You know, each game is going to be, um, and not just for those guys that are getting a lot of time. You know, we're really trying to emphasize with those guys that, you know, are, are more of role players, that they're getting a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there, or, or, or the guys that are not even getting a whole lot of time, But they have to be ready to play because playing three games in a week and playing the competition, Westwood, Calumet, and then Manistique on a Saturday. Um, we're going to have to, you know, give guys a blow. They're going to need a break. They're going to be, you know, really tired by the time we get to that second and third game uh, because these are going to be competitive games, two really good teams, Westwood and Calumet. And then, you know, Manifiku just plays everybody tough right now. They just play everybody tough. So, yeah, we've just been really trying to communicate to the kids just how important it is that they all are focused and ready to go because you just don't know when your number is going to get called and how much time you're, we're going to really need from this. So it's going to be real important going down, you know, the, the last set of games here, you know, we don't have any easy games uh, by any means, and uh, we just have to be ready to play.
0: Jim, how, how is your team shooting the ball, for whether it be from behind the arc at the foul line, and what do you like about your team defensively, and what do you want to challenge them to do uh, better down the home stretch?
8: Well, I think our, our overall shooting percentage, I mean, we're shooting pretty well uh, from two-point range. Um, we're probably in the mid-40s. 43 to 45% from the field. Our three-point percentages are down a little bit this year. Um, and some of that goes to, you know, the, our three-point shooters. Some of those guys are the young sophomores. They're still figuring it out. You know, and Austin uh, Forbes, you know, our normal you know, big three-point shooter, you know, he's had to work through a lot of the, the injury stuff. So that's going to affect him at times, uh, be a little bit more up and down. So overall, our, our, our field goal percentage is actually pretty good this year. Um, we have to get more shots. For uh, so what we do, we just don't seem to be able to generate enough opportunities, enough shots. Um, and it's not because we're turning the ball over a lot, because we really aren't. It's just not getting uh, enough shots up in, in a possession. So, uh, our free throw percentage, uh, <laughs> like I said before, in the Nagani game was absolutely horrible. Um, and that's the one inconsistent part of our shooting that has gone back and forth all year long. So, definitely, you know, especially when you get late in the year, and then we get to districts, free throws can, can more than cost you a game. So. That's something that we're really trying to emphasize. You know, defensively, you know, I think you know we're pretty good for the most part. We're we're getting better at you know one-on-one battles. Um, but like I said, our biggest thing is we have to rebound better. We can't give we can't give teams you know especially the teams that we have coming down the stretch the Iron Mountains West with the Calumets the Ascanales, who's got huge size too. We can't give them you know if we make them take a tough shot a contested shot which I think we do quite a bit we just can't give up that second third opportunity because that's when you get hurt, not only by them scoring, but you know if we follow and then give them a three-point play, that even hurts more. So we just have to, our biggest thing is just continue to get better at rebounding.
0: Jim, lastly, tell me about your junior varsity program and some of the younger levels, how their seasons are going and how they're progressing.
8: Well, JV level has, done, has progressed really well. They've got a winning record right now. They're playing everybody really tough. You know, the nice thing is that, you know, we brought four sophomores up to the varsity this year and that put, you know, some other sophomores and, and even some freshmen into roles, um, of not just starting, but getting a lot of time on the floor that maybe they wouldn't have had if those four sophomores were still down. And as tough as that is sometimes, it's just better for them because they're getting plenty of time. They're going to, they're going to have a lot of experience coming in, you know, those sophomores coming in next year, uh, to the varsity team as juniors and they'll mix right in with their, with their, um, teammates uh, pretty fast I would believe so because they've gotten that time that they maybe wouldn't have gotten before so they're being they've had a really nice year so far uh, like I said even uh, the games that they've lost they've been real competitive in most of those games so we just continue to look for that that kind of consistency from them that 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 good style of good defensive play they've held teams down um, you know so uh, they've had a nice season and the middle school programs are all done for the year they had a, you know nice seasons also uh, winning winning records on both ends seventh and eighth grade so We have some kids, you know, to fill in spots as we go forward here in the program, and that's what we like. Uh, Plenty of players uh, and plenty of kids that want to get in the gym. So hopefully we can just keep that rolling forward.
0: Jim, as always, appreciate you taking the time. All the best the rest of the way, and we'll talk again here soon.
8: All right. Thanks, Tanner. Thanks for your time. Uh, Stay safe on these roads.
0: Going a little bit deeper into winter sports at Westwood High School, we focus a lot on football, basketball, let's end the week with some wrestling, swimming and diving, and bowling. I'm joined by Westwood Athletic Director John Beckman. The Patriots bring home championships in all three sports in the past week. John, thanks so much for being here as always, but three different sports bringing home titles at can be overlooked sometimes uh with everything that's been going on i know it's busy with the winter carnival with basketball in full swing football had national signing day and just trying to get things figured out with school but three teams bringing home championships i mean gotta give credit where credit's due
12: absolutely we're uh you know we're in the middle of a, a real a, a real nice winter season you know with uh, obviously basketball having success but they obviously get the front-page billing most of the time when you're looking at the sports page or you're watching the watching the TV stations. But uh, no, uh, we can start with wrestling. They've they've had a fantastic year um, by uh, winning. They started by winning the Marquette County meet, which we haven't done in uh, quite a few years. Follow that up by uh, you know winning a conference, and then. Um, On Wednesday night, uh, winning the district and advancing on to uh, the wrestling regional tournament, which is, which is great. And they've had some success in the past few years. And you know, just another another banner to put on the wall for wrestling. And kudos to Coach Carlson and his staff. And you know, those kids. Anybody that goes to wrestling practice knows how hard those kids work, the faces they get put through. So um, they're they're doing great. Our swimming and diving team won uh, the Polar Plunge, which takes the place of the. Um, Mid Peninsula Conference meet, as there's only a few swimming teams left around, and you know, really in the entire UP, but certainly in our conference. So, first time our boys and girls both won it in the same year for uh, for quite a while. So, you know, Coach Braga has done a great job with with those kids, and they've had success all year, and they're moving towards you know the the UP finals here, and uh, you know they're going to have some great success there as well and then bowling having an undefeated bowling team and um, them getting the opportunity now to go to the regionals downstate you know and they were in the state uh, they were in the state finals last year as well in bowling so uh, we're very proud of what they're able to accomplish as well coach uh, coach Barry Ray and all the people that helped him out and everything that goes into that as well
0: Let's um, break down. <clears throat> excuse me. Let's break down a few of these teams. When you look at wrestling, they crowned three conference champions the other night. Tell me about what you see out of those kids and their individual effort to work and accomplish what they have done.
12: Yeah, what a what a grueling sport when you have to maintain a certain weight while trying to nourish yourself and trying to get stronger and trying to get better. And it is such a delicate balance in in wrestling, and the hard work that those guys put in is uh, certainly evident. And uh, we all know if you've got a good wrestling program, your other sports really benefit from that. That one-on-one competition. um, You know, our best wrestling years are also our best football years, as it turns out. And uh, those things go hand in hand. That that single competition, mono a mono stuff, uh, really benefits a student athlete and what they do.
4: Tell me
0: about Coach Carlson and maybe his coaching style, what uh, you've seen from him as he continues to develop the program.
12: Well, he's of the most passionate coaches, um, and, and you see on the sidelines of all of our sports, all of our coaches are passionate about our student athletes and about their sport. Uh, Coach Carlson is is just like that. He is passionate about his student athletes. He is passionate about his sport, and uh, he really—they have such a relationship because of the amount of time they spend together, in the wrestling deck and on the bus and all of the places they have to that they have to go. That our wrestling program is, in fact more like a family than just about anything else Um, because they really know each other well and they spend a lot of time through the years together and I know what kind of feelings Coach Carlson has for those student-athletes and how they feel about him and I think that breeds success when coach wants to do everything he can for those student-athletes and in turn those student-athletes want to do everything they can for that coach.
0: Swimming and diving picking up a title this week as well. You talked about how there's not a lot of programs left in the UP. Is it a struggle to try and maintain numbers at that program? Or tell me about the status of the uh, swim program at Westwood.
12: Yeah, we're, we're really proud here at Westwood to be able to stand alone as a, uh, you know, as a Class C, Division Three school, to have your own swimming program, operate your own pool and all of those things, and be able to maintain the numbers throughout the years to do that. You know, as you look around, um, all the other schools, the smaller schools, all combine with each other in order to uh, form a swimming and diving team. You know, the Iron Mountains and Kingsfords are together, and Askenaba, Gladstone, are together. Ishming Nagani are together, but we're really proud that Westwood could stand alone, and a lot of that is, again, the return of Coach Braga a few years ago after he went to Northern to coach there for a few years, came back to us, and... Uh, He bolstered the numbers right away when he came back. And, you know, those kids really, really like swimming for Coach Braga.
0: How about the bowling team? They cap off the unbeaten regular season, first conference championship in school history. I know Barry Ray, you talk about the passion. And, I mean, he certainly exemplifies that. Tell me what you saw from the bowling team in a really special season.
12: Yeah, and uh, the bowlers have had a, a really special couple of years actually, and they're one that kind of fly underneath the radar, even for people at our own school, in that, you know, they always practice off-site, and they're at a facility somewhere else, not at the school, so most people don't get to see them uh, very often, but, you know, they put in the work like any other athlete, and they're making sure that they're perfecting their craft, and obviously that's, that's paying off for Westwood High School this year, so we're, we're certainly proud to put our... Patriot logo on that group as well.
0: Alex Miller taking home UP singles champion this week. Tell me what you saw from Barry Ray as he continues to build up the program. How you're seeing the program grow as he continues to lead the helm.
12: Well, again, Barry, Barry loves bowling. You know, he's a bowler himself, and he wants to pass on the knowledge that he has uh, to these, these young student athletes. And he's able to do that, and it's obviously uh, working out. For uh, for our student athletes, you know, we've got some we've got some basketball players that bowl as well. You know, kids that are able to uh, uh, dual sport and help out uh, both programs at the same time. So, um, yeah, he's he's doing a great job, and his his wife is his assistant, and uh, you know, they are our our bowling program. They are who puts all that stuff together and uh, makes sure that they're doing everything they can for those student athletes.
0: Winter sports in full swing over at Westwood, and a lot of successful Patriot teams taking the floor, court, what have you. John, as always, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it, as always. We'll talk again soon. All right,
12: thanks, Tanner.
0: John Beckman, Athletic Director at Westwood. That's it for us on the ESPN-UP Coaches Show.